Hi guys, welcome back to the ABCs of High School podcast. Sorry for the little break the past two weeks without any prior notice because I got a little neck injury, but now I'm all better. So today I'm going to have on a good friend of mine who is um, Kimberly, and she has been homeschooled all her life, and she recently graduated from high school and will be attending UC Davis the fall. So I wanted to have her on because I wanted to hear from myself and also let you guys in on what being like a true OG homeschooler is like because she was homeschooled by her parents for most of her life and didn't really have um, and wasn't like me who went to Live Oak right away. So I had a lot of help. But um, yeah, so I wanted to talk to her about being homeschooled and how she got into UC Davis. So let's get right into it. Hi, Kimberly. I'm so happy to have you on today. Hi, Heidi. Good to hear from you. I'm so glad to be here. Okay, so let us start off with three questions I ask everyone who come on. So my first question for you is, what is one thing you wish you could tell your younger ninth grade self starting high school? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think I would tell myself back when I was like 12, 13, entering high school um, to set myself up for success, to form good habits. I think um, in grade nine, well, once you get into high school, then classes start ramping up really quickly. And for me, I actually loved the hard work. I, I really enjoyed like the, the tough, critical, gritty thinking and all of that. Um, but I let it consume a lot of my time, a lot more than I had in like middle school or in previous years. And um, I had a lot of late nights um, and I did really enjoy them. But I think like deep down, I wanted to form good habits and have like a good balanced lifestyle. But um, I just kept telling myself that, oh, this will just be one late night. Like after this, I can get back to my regular bedtime. Um, but it didn't really happen that way. And mm-hmm. classes just got harder. So I think one thing I would tell myself is to, um, is to like love academics, to really get invested in that. However, um, to set myself up to succeed and not burn out. So just have like a good balanced mm-hmm. lifestyle, go to bed on time, eat your meals, spend time with friends. Um, yeah, just so that all that uh, academic potential and all those brains and all those smarts that I'm sure a lot of your listeners have don't go to waste. Um, So yeah, I think, yeah, just I'm realizing that unless you intentionally invest in good habits, it's not like you'll magically see a return. It's, it's Mm -hmm. a very intentional, (laughs) intentional thing. So So yeah, that's probably what I would tell myself. (laughs) Okay. So would you say you were like very self-motivated because that's how it sounds like, like you weren't like, told by your parents that you need to study more or like just you know get on top of your work (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a little bit of both I think at the beginning I I loved my classes I really I had great teachers I I was really enjoying um enjoying the deep discussions I was having with my classmates so I think it from that standpoint yeah I was really motivated to learn and I loved learning um but I think later on when I had one too many late nights and (laughs) (laughs) and too many essays and like it was crunch time and all the deadlines and I think that's when my parents I really leaned on my parents to Uh, encourage and motivate me yeah (laughs) okay yeah what was your like favorite class that really like I don't know kept you motivated Ooh, um I think well honestly I've loved so many of my classes I've had so many great teachers but I think probably one that stands out in my mind was a class that I actually took for three years it was uh it's um, a six-year series class, but I went through years one through three. I didn't do the last three years. <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a worldviews class, so it's like oh um, right, I've heard of that one. Literature, um, and it's like 
we study history as well as like the the worldview of the people that were living mm. during that period of time so it's very it's like like psychology and then like mm. um and like history and also we do like a lot of analysis and debate so it's like public speaking and debate and it's just yeah. it's a lot but it was a lot of fun I think for for me especially when I was in grade eight nine ten having a lot of energy and loving yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like you would have lots of interesting discussions. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That's a good first question. Um, and my second question is, um, I guess, what is um, one thing that you wish that you could have said to your parents? Um, like, I know that like your, from what I see, your par- your relationship with your parents is pretty open and you tell them a lot of stuff, but is there anything that you wish that you could have told them that you just kind of like, Hid, um, hid from them and you just kind of endured yourself or like yeah yeah that's another good question I, I think hmm, well I should preface this by saying that my parents were actually really really good with this they they made themselves available um to me to talk or to listen or anything which I, I have five other siblings so it's not an easy feat on their <laughs> <Yeah>. part <laughs> but yeah I think um well one thing that my mom often tells people is that by the time your kid gets into high school, you only have about 200 weekends left with them. And by the time it's their junior year, they have less than 100 weekends at home before they go mm-hmm. off to college, which when you put it that way, like 100 and then senior year, it's like 50. Yeah. And my parents live like they believe that. Um, mm-hmm. And they spent time with us like they only had like 50 more weekends with me when I was in my senior mm-hmm. year. Um, and that was, I think that was really valuable. And um, you know, of course, there were times when I would just be a teenager and I just wanted to clam up and process <laughs> on my own. <laughs> um, but it definitely helps that my parents show that they were interested in me. And um, yeah, and that they were always open for discussion when I when I needed to talk or rant or whatever it mm-hmm. was. And I think another thing that was helpful was that um, both of my parents did this. I think in a lot of families, like, um, children end up being closer to one parent than the other, which I think mm-hmm. growing up, I definitely had a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was just still helpful to have both parents because I'm realizing that like part of me is for my mom, part of me is for my dad. And so to have both parts kind of ministered to and to hear, like have both um, kind of like halves of my character <laughs> be able to mm-hmm. speak and be able to be heard was really, um, it, it was very like healing and Help me get through a lot of things that I think if I was only talking maybe just to my mom or only to my dad, that it would have been hard to um, manage the other half on my own. Mm. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it makes any sense. But yeah, yeah. It makes total <laughs> sense. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, for most people, you're closer to one parent by like how you're able to maintain like a good relationship or try to with both parents because, yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> it can be difficult. Yeah, I remember... Yeah. I remember growing up, like, well, I think when kids are little, lots of times they'll have, like, an attachment to their mom. So I definitely went through that phase. And then I went through a phase where I felt like, oh, my dad's the one who understands me. And then I realized, (laughs) and I'm realizing as I'm growing up, like, I'm literally turning into my mom. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. You basically turn into your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I see both sides definitely now. Uh Yeah, and I like how you said that your parents gave you space um for them to just listen to you because I feel like a lot of times parents just feel like they have to keep on lecturing you or at least sometimes that's why I feel like they're just constantly lecturing but they're not like having a space to just like 
listen to me instead of like talking back at like everything that I say. So yeah, I think that would be super, I guess, helpful and important for parents, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, that's one thing I appreciate about my parents is that, um, well, I'm homeschooled, so we spent a lot of, a lot of time around each other. I think we got really familiar with each other's love languages. Um, Mm -hmm. So we learned to listen and care for each other in a way that the other person can receive. I think most parents love their children, um, Mm -hmm. but sometimes communicating that can be the difficult part. So I'm really grateful that I was able to spend time around my parents um, and with the rest of my family as well so that we can care for each other in a way that they feel cared for. Mm. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, that's super nice. Um, and I guess my, uh, my third question is like, if you, is there anything that you regret you did during high school or anything you regret you didn't or not able to do? Not like stuff that I guess you were affected by unfortunately, by coronavirus, but anything that you could have controlled, but that you regret not being able to do or that you regret doing? Mm, Yeah, I think um, going into grade nine, I think, well, like I had mentioned in the first question, I was loving my classes. I was thriving. I was just loving all of the, like, the hardcore thinking and processing and discussions, which I'm, I would never change that. I love those classes, and I'm glad that I was able to invest time and thought into those because they really shaped who I am today. However, I think I would also have been maybe more intentional about forming friendships and valuing that. Um, I think toward like sophomore and junior year, I was like, oh, this is really important. Like, I think I need to maintain relationships and friendships for, um, for the rest of my life to be successful, for me to be, you know, successful academically and, and in other areas as well. I, I think I need this community. Um, in grade nine, I didn't really realize that as much, I think. Mm. <laughs> so I think I would just remind myself that, oh yeah, friendships are important. Friendships are mm. there for a reason. God gave us other people on this earth so that we could have <laughs> friends and so we could have fellowship and stuff. Otherwise, you know, otherwise you would just put us on this earth, like one person on earth with like yeah. a book or something. Like that's not how God created it. <laughs> yeah. so I think I would just remind myself that and Let's see, anything else? I mean, yeah, I have a great network of quality friendships now, and I, I love my friends so much. Um, but yeah, I think it would have been helpful to have been aware of that freshman year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because from what I saw, you were always like, I feel like the person, or I mean, a lot of uh, people in your family are just super friendly. So you tend to just have people attracted to you guys. And I saw you just hanging out with lots of people. So I didn't expect that you didn't you felt like you didn't really have that much friends or anything. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think I've become a lot more of a people person as I've gotten Mm. a little bit older. (laughs) So I, yeah, I I do see what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, but do you feel like you're more of like an introvert back then or like just kind of focusing on your thing? Yes, maybe that's Mm. part of my own personal journey where I I would definitely say I was an introvert in like grade eight and nine. (laughs) So maybe that's, yeah, just learning to adapt to my growing needs as a person. But yeah, I mean, being an introvert is super helpful during this time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so true. So true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good. Um, so I guess we'll move on to like some more of my specific questions for you. And um, starting off with like, why did your parents choose to homeschool you and your five other siblings? 
And um, did you ever not want to be homeschooled anymore? Ooh, we're getting to the deep stuff. This is good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, why did my parents choose to homeschool me and my five siblings? Um, there are a lot of reasons, um, but I think I would be here all day if we talked about it. So I'll just talk about the most important one, which would be yeah. um, our faith and our our, um, our faith in God as Christians. And my parents, I think not that it's not like you can't have a relationship with God if you're going to traditional school. I have a lot of friends in traditional public private school and they're like, and they're, they're living out their faith and it's wonderful. But I think for my, my parents, it was really a priority to help um, their kids, us, to understand that faith doesn't just apply um, when you're at home or in your free time. Um, and they didn't want faith to be just an artifact of our, you know, ancient parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted us to see how faith benefits and enhances and applies to all areas of life, you know, from academics to the arts to, you know, friendships and relationships, romantic relationships when we get older, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> and yeah, just how I think they really wanted faith and God to be real in our lives, um, which, yeah, homeschooling has been a huge part of that in my life. Mm. Um, and did I ever want to be ho- not, can't speak goodness. <laughs> did I ever not want to be homeschooled anymore? Yes, there were definitely times. I think as a teenager, it's just hard, like, to feel like you don't fit in. And I think I remember, like, going into, like, eighth grade, a lot of my friends who were homeschooled, they, they decided to move to, um, a traditional school and I actually live right across the street from a from a big public school <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's like all the kids all the time hanging out with their mm-hmm. friends and I had friends as well I had my actually I was in choir with Heidi so there were there were like a lot of kids yeah. there and yeah. I had activities <laughs> and extracurriculars which was great um but somehow I got into my head that despite all of that community that um that I that I was different because I was homeschooled mm-hmm. and that um people wouldn't like me because I was homeschooled um, and it was hard, I think, to not feel normal, and sometimes it's kind of a struggle still. Um, and, you know, as a 13-year-old, all you want to do is be cool and fit in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I definitely attributed a lot of that feeling to being homeschooled. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm realizing as I grew up, though, know, big surprise, it actually turns out that everyone feels alone sometimes, everyone yeah. feels left out sometimes, everyone feels a little different because... Um, in a sense, we are all different from each other. We are, we're all unique and yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think sometimes it can be hard to see that being different is good. And it does take some maturity to realize that, you know, being untraditional doesn't mean that you're, that people will dislike you or that you're less smart from other people. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, admittedly, I did not have that maturity at mm. age 13. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm sure a lot of your listeners who are smarter than me will definitely realize that. So, yeah, I think um, being homeschooled, I, I, I think as I've been homeschooled for a little bit longer and through high school, I'm realizing that, um, yeah, I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be cool. But the problem wasn't homeschooling, like just mm-hmm. transitioning or... Um, what do they call it? Transferring to a traditional school that would not automatically fix the problem. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so that was a journey that I had to go through. And I think a lot of homeschoolers have to go through, but everybody mm-hmm. goes through that in their life, whether it's 
you know, because of their schooling or because um, the way they feel about their appearance or because of their circumstances. Just everyone has a journey like that. And um, for me, I grew because of my experience being homeschooled. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, then did you ever express to your parents during that time that you didn't want to be homeschooled anymore? And would they have been like open to you, like not homeschooling anymore? Mm, That's another good question. Yeah. I remember, um, I think probably when I got into high school, so we made the decision to uh, stay homeschooled um, during the transition from middle school to high school. Um, So I was homeschooled through grade nine and grade 10. And I think at that point, um, I was actually able to take some more, uh, like upper academy classes. Um, mm-hmm. so I, if I had worked hard enough through grade nine, grade 10, I actually could have finished most of my high school curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in my head, <laughs> in my little 14 year old head, I was thinking, oh, if I can finish all my high school by junior year, then maybe I'll transfer to a traditional school and just enjoy my last two years there, um, without too much academic pressure. Um, which I think that would have been cool if I did that as well, but it turned out that um, I got really invested in some of the other classes that I was taking and, um, you know, at community college or other places. Um, so I, I decided that I wanted to stay homeschooled um, so mm-hmm. I could continue pursuing those opportunities. Um, so yeah, in, in a word, I definitely, I remember coming back, I was taught, I hung out with one of my friends one time and one of my friends was saying, yeah, I kind of want to go to traditional school because she was also homeschooled. And I remember coming home and being like, hey mom, what do you think if I like, how about like next year I just go to like uh, the public school that's across the street? And she goes, hmm, well, that's an idea. And just <laughs> kind of left it at that. <laughs> and then I went back to my community college classes and was loving it. And then by the time junior year rolled around, I, yeah, just what I said, I, I was really enjoying the classes I was taking. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I figured I'm, I'm going to go to a big college. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I can hold out for another two years. It'll, it'll yeah. Be, yeah, I'll have that experience at some point. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so were your parents like homeschooled when they grew up or were they just traditional public school? Yeah, that's the funny thing. I think a lot of people sometimes think that because I'm homeschooled that my parents are I think it's a bit of a stereotype that my parents maybe might be from the Midwest or maybe were homeschooled <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it turns out my mom grew up in Taiwan. My dad grew up in California. They both went to um, like public universities, big public universities. And yeah, they're both pretty traditional in the education route. Um, so yeah, it, it's a kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the next question I want to ask you is what were, um, I think you've talked about this already, but like some struggles or maybe cons you feel like about homeschooling. And then looking back, did you wish you could have done something differently in your homeschooling journey? Mm, yeah, I think um, I would say maybe some of the cons of my high school experience um, run pretty parallel with just my, with my own personal um, makeup, I guess. I don't think any of them was intentionally, like, was caused by homeschooling, per se. Um, but I would say that maybe when you're homeschooled, often homeschoolers have to be a little bit more intentional about seeking out relationships, because you're not automatically in an environment where you see your peers, like, eight hours a day, five days Mm -hmm. a week. You have to, you have to have a little bit of initiative at the beginning of the year to sign yourself up for extracurriculars, to sign up for classes and stuff. 
um, if you want to be part of that community. Um, and so I think um, that was that was something that I had to learn. Um, fortunately, my parents were there so that I didn't fall too far <laughs> off yeah. the railings or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so they, they kept me on track. And I actually, um, even though that might have been one of the cons, I would say in grade nine of my own personal inability to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to sign up for classes and things like that. Um, but yeah, actually, I, the initiative that I had to learn in homeschooling, signing up for classes, um, putting myself out there to form relationships and friendships, I think that's actually coming in super handy right now mm-hmm. um, as I'm going into college, especially in the whole COVID-19 situation where I can't physically be on campus with 40,000 other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I can do is um, join a Facebook group, join <laughs> yeah. Bible studies over Zoom, join campus church, um, join music clubs on campus, all of which are having Zoom meetings and stuff. And I think I, I was realizing the other day, I think I went to like five Zoom meetings. For, <laughs> I had like three meetings one day for like different campus activities. And um, I think part of that, the reason why it's like that for me is because I'm used to doing that in homeschooling. I'm used to looking for opportunities to meet people and things like that. Um, so I guess something that could have been a weakness has definitely grown into, dare I say, a strength yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is a strength for, for you and I feel like for a lot of homeschoolers out there because, yeah, I feel like definitely you have to take initiative in a lot of things. And colleges like to see that, you know, we high schoolers take initiative in things. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's super good. Um, um, Let's see. Well, let's look at the good side. So what are the pros <laughs> of homeschooling? Like, I mean, there's so many, but you can list some of the most important ones. <laughs> oh, yes. Very true. Um, well, how do you know all of these? But yeah, <laughs> I would say one of the major pros is spending time with my family. I love hanging out with my siblings. Hanging out with them never gets old to me. Um, so it's so nice. That I know that I'll have those relationships for the rest of my life. So it's really nice to be able to invest the first 18 years of my life to really, to really invest into that um, before we all leave the nest. And <laughs> are, it's a little less easy to get together and hang out. Um, I would also say that like academically, um, homeschooling has been a great way for me to be able to grow my strengths um, because the emphasis is often on mastery of material um, as opposed to just like checking off units. Um, so for instance, if you are doing math and you're able to understand this one concept really quickly, um, like it's very intuitive to you, then you can learn it and then you can move on. And then you can spend a little bit more time so that you can fully understand and fully master a concept that might be a little less intuitive, um, just so that you're able to have a good grasp on all of the material um, and you can move at a pace that's that accommodates your strength and that can enhance those strengths instead of um, perhaps instead of, uh, wasting them by, yeah, not wasting them, but just the flexibility of homeschooling Mm -hmm. has been really great for me and, um, things like that. And I would also say that another pro is that, um, because of that kind of flexibility of homeschooling, I was able to explore my interests in ways outside of the classroom. Like, um, I've taken classes at community college, 
I was able to do a lot of volunteering and do some of my own uh, personal like entrepreneurship projects um, that were that were a huge part of even my major now. <laughs> I'm a computer engineering major and I became that because uh, through a volunteering experience kind of. I, I Growing up I was not really like a computer waves, that's more my sister. Um, but because of that volunteering experience I was able to find that, oh this is something that I actually really enjoy and I was able to get some real world, world experience in that which was really cool. Um, and ooh, I feel like I had one other thing to say. I'm just trying to cover all the hit all the good points. Um, let's see. Um, ooh, I would also say that um, as a homeschooler, in my experience at community college, it's been really cool to be able to take classes with people of all ages um, and from a lot of different backgrounds. Like uh, my lab partner in my first chem class, I was in grade 11. She was getting her master's in nursing. Um, so it's really cool to be able to meet people like that, which, I mean, I guess it's not necessary to your education, but it definitely helped me grow a love of learning mm -hmm. and help keep me motivated through those tough classes. I know high schoolers, you guys take a lot of tough classes and to be able to be personally interested in them is a huge plus. Um, mm, yeah. So definitely that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just been great to be able to build those real world experiences into my education. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm really interested by your um, volunteering experiences. If you don't mind, can you talk a little bit more about your volunteering experiences? Yeah, definitely. Um, I Let's see. I would say probably one of the most um, prominent volunteer experiences can't speak goodness. One of the most prominent volunteering experiences that I've had through high school has been um, at the high school, um, excuse me, at the choir that Heidi and I were both a part of through grade school. Um, after I graduated the choir program, I, um, I volunteered as the lead high school staffer, and I also got a chance to lead some fundraisers. Um, so for me, I have an interest in business, so that was a great way to develop that interest where we did everything from sourcing sourcing the um, wholesale the wholesale resources we need to build the actual products and ordering them and you know Excel spreadsheets and all mm -hmm. the all that filing and stuff like that um, and then actually manufacturing our products ourselves firsthand. Um, and then going through the process of marketing and sales and taking orders and doing like marketing campaigns and things like that, um, all while trying to keep it personal. Um, mm -hmm. that was, that was a great experience for me. I actually wrote, um, one of my college app essays on that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the, that was one of the mm -hmm. major highlights for sure. Yeah, definitely your little business thing. I feel like for the first few years, like, I don't know, they were, your stuff was like selling like hot pancakes. So like a lot of times <laughs> by the time, like I wanted to get it, they were gone. So like, but like, but the, after like a few more years, I was like, oh, okay, I know that they're, they're going to do this eventually and I'm going to be ready with my money. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, cause like, um, I really liked your soap bar thing, but like, you know, the first few years when you're doing lip balm, like that sold off so fast. And I was sad and never brought it back, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get you some special editions sometime, yeah. Heidi. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah, that's super cool. So wait, are you like gonna, 
minor in business or anything like that? Or are you just like taking some business classes or whatever? Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Um, again, right now my major is uh, um, computer engineering, but I'm hoping that um, maybe someday in the work, work world, I'll be able to take that into maybe like a business application of those skills mm-hmm. or yeah, I don't know, maybe master's in business. I don't know at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, <have laughs> but it's definitely an interest that I would like to explore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, next question. Um, have you ever been questioned? Well, you kind of answered this already too, but like why you homeschool and how did you answer them? Because I feel like um, even like for me, just like it's kind of random like weird like why Heidi decided to homeschool after sixth grade um so a lot of people just like ask me because at least still in the Chinese community it's still kind of like whoa that's like super unique and not heard of really um so yeah when you like get questioned why how do you answer them yeah I think um I would definitely say that in the Bay Area there's there people are getting actually in my experience pretty familiar with homeschooling like they've heard Mm -hmm. of it before and they have a better idea of what it is um so there I've really been very blessed not to have to deal with too much too much um too much nosy questioning or anything like that um but yeah sometimes people are curious and some yeah um some of the questions they'll ask sometimes are yeah if they ask why I'm homeschooling I would say um yeah, my parents chose to homeschool me so that I can have a relationship with my family and have a strength, stronger relationship um, with God and grow in my faith, as well as um, be able to be able to have some unique academic opportunities, mm-hmm. um, whether, you know, that's community college or uh, more time to volunteer or like internships or mm-hmm. things like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a little different, which, you know, it can be scary at times. I totally get that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do agree. I feel like now, especially like, like now I feel like a lot of people are pretty aware of what homeschooling is. And especially during this pandemic, like people are like, oh, we should probably consider homeschooling because public school is going to be online anyways. And like, I guess a lot of homeschoolers do stuff online. So I feel like, yeah, I think it's pretty nice to hear this during this time and to have parents thinking about homeschooling. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay next question um so what are some of like the common misconceptions you've like seen or heard about homeschooling Mm -hmm. yeah I mean let's see again I think people are getting pretty good with this so they Mm -hmm. they'll think on things on their own but if they're looking for um yeah some misconceptions that I have heard or maybe concerns from people um is that homeschoolers can't take higher level classes I feel like that's a big one um Mm -hmm. because sometimes um if you're new to homeschooling or it's like your first time thinking about it, um, you might think that the parents have to teach everything. And as a parent, you might feel nervous. They're like, oh no, I can't teach, I can't yeah. teach physics. I can't teach chemistry or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And first of all, I would say to that, don't undermine your impact as a parent. Like, you know best what your student needs, not just as a student, but also like as a child, as a human being. So like, mm-hmm. that's great. You, you have a lot of skills already that, I mean, teachers are wonderful, but it's hard for teachers to be parents to their students, mm-hmm. I think. And that's the thing that you can do. Um, so that's great. And also I would say, um, just to clarify that misconception that, especially in the Bay Area, there are so many resources for upper level classes. Um, 
I know Heidi, you're taking a lot of APs through mm-hmm. like on is it online classes? Oh uh, no no no, it's like in person. But yeah. Oh, in person, yeah. So yeah. there's classes you can join classes for that. There's mm-hmm. um, academies um, that have like professors, experts in that field, teaching students about it. Um, and they have I I was able to take some online AP classes. You can do they have private school satellite programs around here as well as in a lot of other places. Um, and, you know, wherever in the States you are, there's community college. That's, that's a great mm-hmm. resource Yeah. Um, where you can do like labs. You can, you get to meet professors who are out in the real world and who are like top notch in their field. And you got to work with like state of the art equipment and things like that. Um, so yeah, I guess those opportunities might come a little bit, those, uh, those higher level classes might come a little uh, might be packaged a little bit differently from maybe in a traditional school environment. But if you look for them, they're definitely there. And mm-hmm. I think in a way, because of the uniqueness of the way it's packaged, mm-hmm. it can actually help you stand out in college applications if you're if you're thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it can definitely be a tool to be used to your advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to if you yeah. want to make it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think it's super important to say that, just like make use of the resources we have here because yes. there's so many. So, I mean, like you can figure it out, like you can still get the education you want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. And then another question, which kind of relates to all the other questions I've asked is like, did you ever feel like you've missed out during homeschooling or have like FOMO or whatever? <laughs> A lot of those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good question. I think. Do I ever feel like I missed out by homeschooling? I guess that's kind of twofold where um, you're, you could be wondering about the academic side and you could also be wondering about the social side. I think we touched a little bit about the academic side where if you're, if you're looking for opportunities, then they'll be there. Um, and academically, there's no reason why you couldn't get the same or um, you, get, you couldn't get an equivalent experience homeschooling academically as you could at a traditional school. You, you could have the same opportunities. Um, you could even enroll part-time in a traditional school if you wanted. There's, mm-hmm. there's plenty of ways to get that. I think sometimes when people ask this question, they're wondering about socially because there can be a bit of a stigma. And at a certain point, I could see it as well, um, where homeschooling, homeschoolers are just like locked in a room like doing math problems. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I think that sometimes concerns people, which I mean, if that were happening, that would be concerning. However, I think a lot of homeschoolers and myself included, I don't feel like I missed out on the social aspect. I was able to get plugged into a lot of extracurriculars. Um, And personally, I really enjoy theater and music. Um, So I was able to um, really dive into theater and join a lot of music things um, and find that community there as well, Um, which, again, I think having the initiative to look out for those things um, and for those friendships and relationships is really valuable, especially once you get out of high school, because in college, um, there are, there's people to hang out with, but if you don't like hang out with them, <laughs> then you're yeah. not gonna form relationships and friendships and mm-hmm. build connections and things like that, which connections are a huge deal in the, in the work world and careers and things like that. Connections are everything. Um, so yeah, in, in a short word, no, I, I don't feel like I missed out on anything because of homeschooling. And I think that um, because of it, I'm more equipped than I would have been if I had 
perhaps gone to traditional school. That's not a blanket statement mm-hmm. of all pu- private or public homes yeah. or public yeah. schoolers. Um, I just think for me, it was it was a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anything, I feel like you could say that public school people kind of missed out on having more time with their family, definitely, because you were able to develop definitely better relationship with your family, especially since you have a lot of younger siblings. And, you know, normally I feel like um, people that I know, they don't have like as close of a relationship with their younger siblings because, you know, the age gap. But because you spend so much time with them, you can have a good relationship with them, which is super important. Yeah, yeah I think for me, it's, I'm a person who can get very caught up in different activities. So it was, it was definitely very valuable for a person of my personality to, yeah to be able to be put in an environment where I can form relationships with my siblings. Otherwise, that would be something very easy for me to forget about. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, have, you have a lot more than I do. So <laughs> oh, no, no, Heidi, you're such a good big sister. I really admire that. Okay. Um, and then talking, shifting more about like college, uh, applying for colleges. Um, so I have so many questions wrapped in one, but like, what was, I guess, your college application like? And um, did you seek out for like a college counselor? Um, I'll start with that. Yeah, um, I would say, what was the college application like? I would say that it was very grueling and definitely a lot of self-introspection involved, as it is for anyone applying to college, whether you know homeschooled or attending a public or a private school. Um, It's just, uh, nowadays it's so competitive that it's, in some ways it's kind of disappointing that it has to be such a hard thing. Um, But I would say I definitely grew a lot from it, Um, as I think many of us high schoolers do through college app season. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You learn a lot about yourself. Um, (laughs) Yes, a lot about yourself. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. um, Did I have a college counselor? Yes, I did. I had, um, they were specializing in homeschooling. So one of them was my English teacher who I've known for ages now. Um, And she helped a lot with my college app essays um, and helped me find my unique voice in a sea of, I think this year the UC has got like over 200,000 applicants, which was crazy. Um, (laughs) So yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was a huge help with that, um, with the college app essays as well as with my transcripts. Um, and I'm part of a local school. Um, so even though I'm not full-time enrolled at the school, um, we send in our, uh, academic records and they organize my transcript and my mm-hmm. records and things like that. Um, so I graduated from that school. Okay. So was your like aim for this year, um, I guess UC schools or did you also like want to do like maybe out of state or like colleges or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I think. That's another great question. <laughs> I remember thinking long and hard about this um, at the beginning of college app season, as I'm sure all of you juniors out there, shout yes. out to juniors. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I definitely applied to the UCs. I was, um, I definitely considered those as well as other schools in California. Um, for me, I have a lot of family up, uh, up the West Coast. Um, so I have family in Canada as well as Washington um, and things like that. Um, so I applied to a school in Washington, a school in Canada, um, and I think maybe one or two on the East Coast. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but ultimately, you um, what made you like I guess choose um, a UC school? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, um, I did have a couple of options, but I think what made the UC school nice was that um, I was excited about it being a larger campus. For me personally, mm-hmm. I know this doesn't apply to like all homeschoolers yeah. or all high schoolers, <laughs> <laughs> but I was excited um, to go to a full-blown campus and have like the whole camp, the whole college experience. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's me growing a little bit more into a people person and really enjoying like the hustle and bustle of a big campus. So um, the UCs definitely offer that. Um, and I mean, also, this doesn't have to be a major motivator, but <laughs> the yeah. in-state tuition is really nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was definitely a nice bonus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. Um, well, did you have like I guess a dream school when you were applying, or were you just like I don't know, like me? I just kind of don't really have any school that I really want to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. A lot of my friends, they had like dream schools and I would look at them and be like, oh, that's wonderful. Like they're raising the bar for themselves. Like they're, they're like going to do great things. I know that for me, I, I was unfortunately not too much. <laughs> I didn't have like one specific dream school in mind. Um, I think I was definitely, I, I, well, let's see, what would I say about this? I would say that my first kind of experience on a college campus was University of Washington and uh, Washington State. So in my mind, that was a very like, um, I guess, kind of ideal situation. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, I didn't end up going there. (laughs) But that was that was a helpful guideline um, for me. So I kind of knew. So uh, University of Washington is also a pretty big campus. So I knew that I kind of liked that vibe. Um, And yeah, so I guess that was a guiding thing in my mind but it wasn't like a specific dream school Mm. then did you like visit any UC schools um yeah I know a lot of uh juniors and seniors will do like road trips to like visit their schools I didn't have the opportunity to do that um I think I I know a lot of people will um visit colleges and then apply um for my family our plan was to apply and then whatever schools I got into then I would visit um, but then unfortunately, <laughs> by the time we heard back, it was, a, it was yeah. a little bit difficult to go traveling. <laughs> so, so I pretty much made my decisions from home. I was able to visit um, one of the UC campuses, um, but yeah, it was, it was not a, like a college tour or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was nice to be on campus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I guess our last question to wrap everything up is um, how did you, I guess, choose your major and how did you find your passion in your major? Mm, yeah. Um, let's see, how did I choose my major? I, I think I kind of found my major from talking with people. Um, both my parents are electrical engineering majors. <laughs> <laughs> so I, growing up, I think electrical engineering was in the back of my head. Um, I didn't end up in electrical engineering, but I didn't end up in computer engineering. So we're halfway there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I think I really, even though my parents' um, careers were um, in the back of my head, I think what really solidified my decision in uh, computer engineering was that um, I was able to talk to a lot of people in the engineering field. And I was also able to take some college level classes at community college. Um, that helped me get a better sense of what I would be learning in college. So like what that path in college would look like, um, as well as talking to my professors and um, 
volunteering in different places so that I could see what um, that education would lead to, like what a potential career could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I found that I, I really enjoyed coding um, and I thought computer science was cool, but I also really liked the hardware aspect of it as well. <laughs> so I, I kind of landed in the middle there, but yeah. Mm. Okay. So um, I guess just another fun question that I just thought of is just like when I, like obviously when you're growing up, you have go through tons of different phases of different careers you want to be in. So like, I just want to ask you, what were some of the careers you already threw out when you were younger? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love this question. Yes. Uh, Let's see. Well, I remember when I was younger, um, music has always been a part of my life. My mom was our, my choir director at our church when I was younger and I was in all the Christmas pageants and things like that. <laughs> so I remember that when I was five, I wanted to be like a singer songwriter. Um, mm. So I would like run around and like, you know, I was like the kid holding a hairbrush and like singing and like <laughs> banging around on the piano trying to write songs <laughs> and things like that. So I remember that. Um, I also went through a phase where this is again kind of related to music, but I I really wanted to be uh, to do theater, and I was I yeah that was my whole thing. I was like I want to do acting, I want to do theater. Um, so my parents did let me run with that. We I joined a lot of theater things. As Heidi knows, that's where we met. Um, <laughs> yes, but yeah yeah I still love theater, and I would love to return to it sometime. And, mm-hmm. and music is definitely one of my favorite things in life. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I feel like definitely, I feel like you could just like do like singer-songwriter as like a side side thing and like theater <laughs> as a side thing. I don't know, you could, I mean, honestly, I feel like there's so many stresses that would come with computer en- engineering and that you could use those as your outlets of stress in the future. <laughs> yes, yeah I, yeah, I agree. I think I... I was, um, I'm kind of glad that I'm able to preserve those as like hobbies that bring me joy. I think if I did them as a job, then that might be, mm-hmm. you have yeah. to love it a lot to do it as a job. Um, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I think that's pretty much about it for today. And, um, thank you Kimberly again for coming on. Cause I feel like this is super helpful for me too. Um, and also probably gonna be helpful for everyone listening to, to hear, um, a different perspective because I feel like my small short homeschool journey is very different from yours so it was interesting to hear I guess your whole story yeah oh thanks Heidi thank <laughs> you for having me I've so enjoyed just chatting with you yeah, yeah thanks for being listen for listening to my perspective I think yeah I, I this is just one story from one homeschooler in the Bay Area um but I hope that it inspires you to um to look for your own resources and and yeah, to inspire you that even if I can do it, if I can turn out decently, then you yes. guys will be fine. You guys, you guys are so much smarter than me. So all of that stuff. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll do great. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Heidi. So that is all for this week's podcast episode. Um, thank you again all for listening. And I hope that this episode has um, will serve to be very helpful for you all because for any parents who are considering to homeschool and just hearing um, different views of why parents choose to homeschool and I find that super helpful and um, yeah and super interesting too um, because I feel like not enough uh, families these days 
um, really like value um, family time and just developing good relationships with your family as much as Kimberly's family do and I feel like their family was is a really good example for not only to me but also to my mom um, and yeah I hope that this episode will be helpful for any parents out there and yeah I'll talk to you guys next week <laughs>